When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, we've got a real treat for you this week. We are playing one of my favorite new fantasy adventure games, and that is Wander Home. You've probably already seen Wander Home, as it is J-Dragon's runaway hit using the belonging outside belonging slash no dice no masters system. Longtime listeners might recognize Jay's work, as we've featured one of Jay's games before when we played Sleepaway. And gosh, I have to tell you, I am so excited about the ways Jay is using the belonging outside belonging system. And that expertise really shows itself in Wander Home. It gives players a really refreshing take on the fantasy adventure genre. Wander Home describes itself as pastoral fantasy, which I think is a term that'll connect with some listeners, but not all of them. If you grew up reading Redwall or Lord of the Rings, or modern takes on the genre, like Atmaja Pandya's Travelogue, or even in some ways Mouse Guard, it's a type of fantasy that is more focused on discovery and living, one that builds itself on character-to-character moments. Picture the parts of Lord of the Rings where they're walking around and sharing meals around a fire, telling stories, singing songs, or in many cases having a big feast. It's about the strange wonder of discovering a new place and finding warmth there, even with an overarching sense of dread and destiny buried somewhere in the background. Wonder Home is a game driven entirely by character moments. There are no rules for combat, but there are plenty of opportunities to get into interesting situations and guide your characters through trials. Wonder Home is beautiful, sweet, and serene, whether you are playing the game itself or just reading the rulebook. Wonder Home is definitely a game that knows what it wants to be. And while I think everyone can have fun with it, there are some people out there who have been yearning for an experience like Wander Home for a very long time. It's an experience that I heartily recommend for everyone to try at least once. And to help you find your own wonderful experience with Wander Home, I put together an amazing cast to help us show off the game. And since I'm so excited to share this with you, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. We have some new voices coming to One Shot. The first time that I've had the pleasure of playing with these folks, and I'm so very excited. Uh, the first up is Morgan Nuncio. Morgan, welcome to One Shot. Hi, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. I am so excited to play with you. You you come highly recommended from a, a dear and trusted friend. So Morgan, but before like we get started on all of this, where can people find you and, and what are some of the cool things that you do? Yeah, I'm on all the social media platforms at Serena Bezos. That's S-I-R-E-N-A-B-E-S-O-S. I do actual play one shot, not even one shots, just actual plays in general, tabletops, uh, live streams, podcasts, etc. I write... But what you can really find me on is my podcast, Powered by the Players, which is an actual play podcast for Powered by Apocalypse Games with a rotating diverse cast. So, oh, cool. Yeah. 
Uh, we, we, we have a kindred spirit of that as I also work with rotating casts, which... It's great. You, know. you get to play with more people. You get to, like, figure out how people play and just really get get them to play these different games, too, because a lot of the time they're games I have never played before, and, like, they get to play it as well, and we all learn together. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, I am even more <laughs> excited to be playing with you, Morgan. Before we move on, though, I have a very serious and very important question for you, oh. and that is... What is your favorite animal in all of fiction that wears clothes? Okay, so it's Hello Kitty. Like, it's just the Hello Kitty genre. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, Morgan. Yes, I do love the <laughs> Sanrio first. Is is Hello Kitty your favorite of, of the Sanrio critters? Or do you, do you have a, a more deep cut that resonates more? I like Batsmaru more just because I love penguins. So... And of course, you can't answer Batsmaru because Batsmaru does not wear clothes. I think oh, in most God. of their portrayals. But okay. you you chose Hello Kitty, which is great. Uh, yeah. I love a character that's five apples tall and weighs three apples. That's that's truly wonderful. Thank you so much, Morgan. Uh, but let's 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 introduce our new voice, and that is Charu Patel. Charu uh, or Rue, I suppose, is what I should be saying. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on the show. I am excited to have you for our audience uh, who might be contacting your work for the first time. Uh, what do you do and where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cherry Drop. That's all one word. And I do, I wear a lot of hats. So I do uh, stream production for a couple of streams. And I also am a game writer, designer, and editor. And the most recent project I'm working on right now is on the Twitch channel Alt Nerds Here. And I am in both of our all Bimpok shows. We have one show that is Hardwired Island and the other is using Animon. So we just started this week. We had our premieres for both shows and we are very, Ooh. very excited for that. Cool. Uh, uh, for our audience, are, are those exclusively streamed? Do they have video on demand to like a YouTube channel or? They're streamed on Twitch on All Nerds Here, which is all one word. And we are putting them up on our YouTube channel gradually. So the easiest place to find them is on Twitch first. Yeah, always you always got to jump in with that live stream and you can mm -hmm. get the context later, audience. Well, Rue, I have a similarly extremely mm -hmm. difficult question for you, and that is who is your favorite animal that wears clothes? Ooh, my favorite would have to be Lola Bunny from Okay. <laughs> So space. This is specifically Space Jam, Lola Bunny, because Lola yes. also appeared. Have you watched the Looney Tunes show? Oh, I've watched bits and pieces here, but it is very out of context because I have just watched when my sister is watching. <laughs> the the Lola of the Looney Tunes show is a wildly different character. Yeah. She is not as cool and together as as Lola of Space Jam is. What a spectacular answer! Yeah, truly, truly love it. Well. Let's let's move on then to some voices who are going to be familiar to people because they, they have appeared on One Shot in the past. And the first one of those is Brennan Lee Mulligan. Brennan, welcome back. Ah, hello. I'm back again. <laughs> you can't keep me away. I want to keep coming back and playing uh, one shots more like a lot of shots, you know? And Brennan, I, I'm proud to say that we have typecast you, uh, it, really in a similar way that we've typecast our other guests, and that you're back for another Belonging Outside Belonging slash No Dice No Masters game, which is cool. 
I love it. It's honestly, it's it is so exciting. Jamie Dragon, uh, one of my favorite designers. Uh, we go way, way back. Thick as thieves from back in the day, and it's a delight to come back and play her amazing game. Uh, I couldn't be more happy because was it's the last time I was on. Was that Sleepaway? The last time that was, was Sleepaway. That yeah. was Sleepaway. Hell yeah. I'm going back to the camp that inspired Sleepaway this summer. Oh, um, can't oh wait. that's so cool. That's can't so wait. cool. Oh, it's going to be awesome. We we could do a deep dive into that. But uh, I think more important for our audience, if it's possible that there's somebody in our audience who, who doesn't know you and what you do, uh, maybe you could tell them about some of the cool projects that you do. By all means, um, you can check out. I do a comedy actual play D&D show for college humor called Dimension 20. You can go check it out over at YouTube.com slash Dimension 20 show. Or you can find us over at Dropout.tv where there's a bunch of other sketches from college humor and fun games like uh, you know, I'm Actually and Game Changer and other stuff like that. You can find me there. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. You can just look up my name. Uh, you'll find me. I'm there. Yeah, Brennan works at, uh, from my understanding, a, a really prolific reaction GIF creation factory. As I <laughs> increasingly see more and more uh, uh, wonderful reaction GIFs coming out of Dropout. Uh, it's actually really bad. I We start our sketch writing process with the GIFs we want to generate and then work the sketch out backwards from that. Uh, and it's really, it'll Smart. just sap the calcium from your bones. It's really hard mm-hmm. to do it that way. I don't recommend uh, that, it. That seems like a very difficult methodology. Uh, but, you know, I am here to ask the hard-hitting questions. Please. And I will also have to put to you, who is your favorite fictional animal that wears clothes? I think I gotta, because the clothes are so good, and there was it was an early moment of a little bit of that like euphoria where you find like a role model. You're like, I want to be like that. And when mm-hmm. you're a kid, I'm going to go Justin from the secret of Nim, which is maybe Ooh. a little deep cut, but he's the good guy. There's a, there's two different rats that fight with swords in that movie. And he's the sweet one. He's the nice of the two. And he has a really good fit. His clothes are like, Nice. He's got specific, he wears good animal clothes. Yeah, like I am, remember my experience of the film for Secret of Nim is I just remember the scary rat because there is a very scary part of that movie where there's a scary rat. Uh, Even though it's a very rat heavy movie, it's wild that that is the only frame that exists in my mind. But yeah. Don Bluth said, I'm going to come out here and ruin these kids. And... (laughs) And he did. And every one of his movies, I mean, the reason they stick in your head is because Don Bluth is right about kids, which is that kids are obsessed with death, danger and fear. And it's adults that interpose themselves to try to eliminate that stuff from the worlds of children. So when you're a kid and you're looking at Don Bluth stuff and it's littered with bones and shadows and ever present risk as a kid, you're like, this is my shit. I know this is ruining my mind. But someone finally is shooting me straight. I always suspected there were nasty, scary rats everywhere. And this guy's telling me the truth. He's telling me they're real smart, too. <laughs> well, before we, we get too deep in the hole of, of real smart rats, I, I will turn to the final familiar voice. This should be a voice that everybody on One Shot knows because you have loved all of the stuff that she has been involved with that we have done. And that is Adira Slattery. Hello. Hi, I'm Adira Slattery. 
Hey, James. Hi, Adira. Uh, in case in case somebody is like saw Wander Home on our feed mm-hmm. and decided to listen to us for the first time, could you please uh, tell the wonderful people listening out there about you and your great works? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a game designer and poet, and I put up games over at adira.itch.io. I make weird games, some of them experimental, some of them scary, some of them sexy, and uh, even sometimes they have dice in them. Usually they doubt, though. <laughs> Adira, I will just say to the audience, is an extremely prolific designer and has lots of games. So I can almost guarantee there is something in Adira's body of work that is for you. So I highly recommend everybody oh, go you. check that out. With that, uh, Adira, I before we get started on this, I have to put the same challenging question to you, which is, who is your favorite fictional animal who wears clothes? As furry trash, this is legitimately a hard question for me, but... Because I'm furry trash, it's also very easy, and I'm going to go with Haru from Beastars. Ooh, that's a very contemporary pick. It is. It is. I really like the character. I like her. I think she, I mean, she's 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 good. All right. Well, with that, Adira, you are also going to be our uh, game master for for this what? week, helping what? us on the magnificent journey of playing wander home together which i am extremely excited about so i'm I'm gonna turn control over to you where do we get started we get started in the month of tilstoil in the year of the water lily which is all sorts of different fun words right there generally we're, we're, we're getting started by making some characters and those characters are gonna have a fun time wandering around and traveling along roads and you know that road is a river that will carry you home It's going to be a fun time. So each of us beforehand picked up a playbook and we're going to go through making those characters, picking some fun animal people, having some wonderful relationships, and then having a bunch of emotions. Just so many. It's going to be a blast. Love it. Yeah. Wander Home, for people who are tuning in and haven't heard of the game before, is a no dice, no masters game. So this is a game that has no dice. And has no masters. I'm I'm not the game master. I'm the guide. I'm just sort of here to to push things along and and uplift everybody in telling the awesome stories that I know that all four of you can tell. So characters are going to be doing moves and getting tokens and spending tokens, or not. If you forget to spend a token, it doesn't matter. If you forget to pick one up, you know, just take a few extra. Uh, I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Let's get to know these characters who are going to be doing these sorts of moves. And uh, let's start with Morgan. Morgan, let's hear about the playbook that you picked. Okay, so I picked the Moth Tender. Carrier moths travel across the hay, bringing news, letters, and tiny boxes. You wander the land, keeping an eye on these moths and their towers. You are alive. Your care is consistent, prompt, and arrives in small packages. I love it. Love love fantasy post people. It's so small and got yeah. moths. <laughs> So, one of the first things that you pick up when uh, you pick up the playbook is you pick out what sort of animal you are. Have you made that decision yet, Morgan? Yeah, I think I'm going to be a rabbit. Yeah, rabbit, rabbit, bunnies, bunnies. I'm into it. And then, uh, also, uh, we've got some options that are next that are about how your character sort of relates to themselves and the world and and their image of themselves and, you know, fun, totally boring, mundane concepts such as, like, gender Obviously, nobody ever has any feelings about that. So what did you pick there? So for the choose your job ask you to be is going to be trusting and proper. Mm-hmm. And then two, you actually are, are cheerful 
and curious. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. And then uh, you've also got a couple options to pick your look. Yeah. Let's let's hear about what your rabbit looks like. So uh, they have small reading glasses, ink-stained gloves, a well-worn moth-tending uniform, and a map of the local moth towers. Oh, fun. Awesome. You've also got a couple other options, making some packages and things like that. So uh, let's hear about those. The first one is about things that you want to protect and things that are falling apart. Okay. The one I would do about my life protecting is a decoder for the secret moth tinnings of Cypher, an ancient relic gifted by your imaginative minotaur. Nice. And one that's in danger of falling apart is a chart of the lunar phases, a going red present from a childhood best friend. Oh. Lovely. So if you notice in the book, which we can all see, but people at home can't, the word imaginative in that first phrase that Morgan read out is in italics. That means that it's one of the traits. So this mentor is imaginative and this mentor exists as a character in the world and uh, we might even run into them. That's enough about mechanics and things. Let's hear about packages and letters. Packages. So I think the three letters or packages that I'm carrying with me is a hand sweater. Yeah. A basket of homemade candies. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's going to get me in trouble and I love it. Because it may not get to its destination. (laughs) (laughs) And a wax-filled love letter. Ooh. So then you also need to pick where these are going. So that hand-knit sweater, where is it supposed to go? The cheerful young rabbit who just moved to a big city. It's from their family back home. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. And then your basket of homemade candies. Where are you sending that? Assuming it makes it there. (laughs) For a chill old farmer with a big family. Nice. I'm going to say it's probably like more families like from different like part of the world or something. Love, love me a chill farmer. Yeah. And then your third package was a wax-sealed love letter, correct? Mm-hmm. For the heroic leader of the last outpost of the Rebellion. Ooh, the Rebellion. So one of the fun things about Wanderhome is that we're going to keep running into things like the Rebellion or the King of the Forgotten Mountain and all these things. And we all get to flesh that out in play, building a world together. And that's very fun. So we've heard so many things about your rabbit moth tender. But do they have a name and maybe some pronouns? The hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, yeah, names. Names are good. Names are great. Mm, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not me just pulling up a naming website, just scrolling through it right now. It's the only way I get names. <laughs> yeah. That and a letter usually helps me. They got yeah. a letter mm-hmm. offering. Mm-hmm. If behindthename.com ever shuts down, just I'm just never playing a game again. <laughs> Fantasy name generator has been a nice, nice good thing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how like quirky do people go with names? Do they call him like Frank, or is it more like my character's name is Mooch? If that gives you any indication, <laughs> so. Oh, <laughs> you could you could do Frank. You could do the the boisterous lord. You could whatever whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, name yourself a title. I love yeah. names that are titles. Ooh, I actually just saw this one underneath great bunny names, and it's right. Tinsel. Tinsel. <laughs> yeah, and I go with they them pronouns. Awesome, Tinsel they them. All right. So we've heard about a fabulous moth tender. Rue, what playbook did you pick? I chose the Firelight. Ooh, tell us about them. Read that little blurb at the start. 
so it is easy to get lost in the darkness and the deep. The firefly at your side will always guide the way. You are alive. Your care is forward-thinking, mutual, and shining bright. Awesome. Did you pick an animal? I did. Um, I picked a nightjar, which is a type of bird that is usually most active in the twilight or like the early morning. Very opposite of me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just kind of blends into especially like tree foliage very well. You said nightjar? Yeah. Next thing you got to pick are some things that you are trying to be and things that you know you can't be. Yeah, I love all of this prompt. (laughs) Two that I am trying to be enough and a good judge of character. Yeah. And two you know you can't be endlessly patient Mm -hmm. and everywhere at once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us about a little bit of this Nightjar's look. Yeah. All of these choices are so good. There was a part of me that was like, just all of it. They are wearing pants mm-hmm. and a dress. and <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will be somewhat cohesive. <laughs> so I'm definitely going with a mud-soaked cloak. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I love it. Um, a book of small rituals. They have a little booklet that they bring around with them. I'm going to go with patchwork work pants. And shining eyes that pierce through darkness. All right. So next thing, you have a fabulous pet firefly. Yes. And we're going to learn all about them. The first thing that we know about them, though, is that they are luminescent. This is one of the fancy little magic traits. As you see, it's got that fun little symbol next to it. So you should see on your sheet Mm -hmm. in the kit section. Oh, I see. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to pick a number of things, and that's going to involve some options of things this kith can always do. I think they can always non-verbally ask, what is true about you that you keep from everyone? If they want to withhold an answer from you, they're going to need to to spend a token. Nice. And I think they will also be able to lead the way. Let's learn a little bit more about them, and they're also going to get even more abilities. Because your firefly is super cool and magic. Yeah, the Firefly is awesome. These are all all the options that they have are so good. So let us know how you met. I really like your uncle gave them to you as a service bug, so you could always have light to guide you. And they are watchful and or resolute. I want to go with resolute. Resolute. Cool. Yeah. And then I can choose a second, but I don't necessarily have to, correct? No, no, no. Not required. Yeah, I think I I like it just keeping it with that one trait. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, Resolute also has a few different options. You're going to choose one to two that they can always do. A Resolute kith cannot be swayed from their current path no matter what. Kind of like reject what's right in front of their eyes. (laughs) Even though (laughs) though the lead their way is also theirs. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that combination. Yeah, that's neat. That says a lot of things about your firefly. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, Keep that something that others would give up at. Yeah, always nice to be persistent. Mm -hmm. So next we're going to learn about some fires. One light that I still keep lit and one that died out long ago. Mm -hmm. 
for the one that I still keep lit. lit. I like Wisp, a small and forgotten many-faced god who is in love with your firefly. Ooh! Yeah, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Just collecting all of the little <laughs> little buddies. Wow. Very mean. And then the one that died out long ago, a pack of smokes that reminds you of sitting on a porch with your poetic love. Wow. Mm. Well, reminiscent <laughs> nightjar. Cute. Wistful. Love it. All right. That's a lot of really cool things about this very cool nightjar firelight. Mm. What is about some name and some pronouns? I think I'll go with the name Misha, which is night in Sanskrit. Pronouns, let's go with Shive. All right. Brandon. Hi. You picked a playbook. I did. Tell us about him. Well, shucks, I would love to. Here we go. <laughs> I love Tinsel and Nisha so much already. It's very, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I was allowed to do this. I changed some stuff based on stuff that I liked a lot about mm-hmm, Tinsel and Nisha. Mm-hmm. To make, so I have the benefit of going third. So, you know, <laughs> little claps for Morgan and Rue for having to, having to hit the stage early. I'm playing a guardian. I'm playing the guardian playbook. Mm-hmm. Hold your ward close to your heart. Someday the world will hurt them. But this will not be that day. You are alive. Your care is parental, protective, and unconditional. Nice choose an animal mm-hmm. I'm going to be an alligator snapping turtle oh. yes! yes oh my god yes <laughs> that's so good yeah this guardian is an alligator snapping turtle nice 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 my next prompt is choose two you generally are and two mm-hmm. people assume you always are yeah the ones that I actually generally am is level-headed and organized. And the ones that people assume I always am is correct and hopeful. Huh. Nice. What do they look like? The four things I've chosen for what they look like are austere formal wear, which in this case is not fancy, elegant formal wear. I think it is very uh-huh. academic formal wear. Like, okay. This guardian has a very good heart, but is a, a craggy looking, looks monstrous, not beautiful in the way that all living beings are beautiful, but would not mm-hmm. be featured on a BuzzFeed list of cute animals, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, but the formal wear is like, everything looks very tweedy, almost like marsh reed, like a, with, a, with sort of leather patches at the elbows little sort of black tie around a white shirt that because I think this guardian looks so rocky and like there's a certain amount of river mud that can just never get off of in between the scales uh, the, the shirt is actually quite pressed and starched so we're with you if you look like an ancient primordial monster you keep your shirt crisp to communicate <laughs> to the people around you that you are approachable glasses reading glasses sturdy cane, and seemingly endless patience. Oh, yes. As a guardian, you have a ward. Mm. They are a child who you watch over. First thing you're going to tell us about them is how you found them. 
A mysterious stranger with one white eye arrived on your doorstep and gave them Shut to you. up. Shut up. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a result of this fact, they are witchy. Yeah. So there are a couple different options that you've got under witchy. A witchy kith is skilled at quiet and tricksy magics. They are often healers, court magicians, and kind old ladies that live in the swamp, among others. Choose one through two. They can always do. My options. Oh, there are two things that this kid (laughs) can absolutely always do. One is cackle. Yes. And the other is point out a personality flaw someone hasn't been dealing with. If you're right, put a curse on them. If they want to get rid of the curse, they're going to need to address their flaw. Wow. Yes. Yes. (laughs) These characters are good. That's the thing. All of these characters are very good. Quite, quite good. I agree. Next, what about this ward would you die to defend? Okay. I'm going to choose... They are uniquely capable of communicating with the small and forgotten gods. And I have two choices there. And I am going to say they are empathetic. An empathetic kith can connect with and understand things no one else can. I'm going to choose communicate with something that normally can't talk. Mm-hmm. And non-verbally ask, what are you feeling? If they don't want to answer you truthfully, they're going to need to spend a token. Nice. All right. Now we're going to learn about some of the things that your ward carries with them. Got some stuff. We're going to go with a poncho, the color of shadows, gifted by a crafty vagabond you assumed was untrustworthy. Nice. And the inquisitive bug that lives in their pocket that's stuck by them all their life. Nice. Those are some fun objects to have when you're a empathetic, witchy, cackling kid. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear a little bit more about this this cool, cool turtle guardian. Got a name and pronouns? Yes. Let's go with Lawrence and we'll go he, they as pronouns. All right. What about your ward? Do you got a name for them? Wow. I don't have a name for them. Not a very good guardian, right? <laughs> that is true. You, to be a good guardian, you should always name the child that comes yes. into your wardship. Yeah. That's what I... Whether they have one or not, it's always good to give them extra names. Give them extra names, right? Um, yeah. Early and often. <laughs> early and often. I'll go with the name Rose. All right. And we'll do she, her. Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes the One-Shot Network is still supporting the IGDN 2021 Diversity Sponsorship. This is a really wonderful program that I care about very much, and I would love for you to join me in helping connect designers from many different backgrounds with the resources they need to make their games a reality. The sponsorship helps bring people to Metatopia to test their games, connects them with working professional mentors, gives them access to networking, and vital professional tools. 
And this sponsorship can help more people if folks who believe in what it's doing go and donate to create a larger fund that will help them support more people with the sponsorship. You can do that by heading to fundly.com slash 2021-IGDN-diversity-sponsorship or following the link in our show notes. Also, OneShot is matching the first $1,000 of donations made by the public. So if you want to literally double any money that you contribute to this cause, please head over there now and take advantage of our matching money. I would very much like to see the OneShot Network's donation matched totally. And the only way we can do that is with a lot of people coming out to support. Thanks, heroes. Heroes Wander Home is out now. Not only can you get a digital copy of the game, but they have physical copies available as well on the Possum Creek website. Possum Creek is sponsoring this series, and we sincerely hope that we're connecting our listeners to their game. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Kenneth Hagee, thank you. Mindful Wrath, thank you so much. Gabriel Gonzalez, thank you. Heather Biggs, thank you so much. Someone named Will, thank you. Aaron Kwong, thank you so much. Candace Griffith, thank you. Peter Brown, thank you very much. M. Winters, thank you so much. Like and Throw Up, thank you. Dave, thank you very much. Ray Melhorn, thank you. Adrian Crumbenaker, thank you so much. Graham Watson, thank you. Ari, thank you very much. Brooke Chatelaine, thank you. Kim Cuthberson, thank you so much. Gregory Lauzon, thank you. Madeline Hart, thank you so much. And Eva Tran, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to make this show without you. If you'd like to join this illustrious list of backers, please head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to support us. Not only does it help us make shows like this, but it gets you great rewards like bonus audio and even games. Thanks to everyone who supports us already and everyone who's going to support us in the future. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. James, let's hear about your character. I, right. I don't play what you picked. Why don't you tell us about the fool? Uh, no, you 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 have incorrectly remembered. Oh, I, oh. I picked the ragamuffin. Oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> Which is a, a kind of fool. They've got it a is. similar it is. energy. Yes. Run, scream, play, steal, and above all, live. You are alive. Your care is young, exuberant, and naive. Um, and yeah, so I'm like a, a rambunctious little kid that likes to get into trouble. Nice, nice, nice. Well, what animal did you pick? I went with a gecko, uh, which gecko. was one of the suggested entries. Nice, nice. Being a ragamuffin, a lot of people are going to have all sorts of things about you, but what, what? how do you feel about yourself? What, what are you and what do you refuse to be? Yeah, so the two things that I am are friendly and respectful, and the two things that I refuse to be are scared and quiet. What do you look like? So I am picturing this gecko as being one of those classic geckos that, that's green with the white belly and like the blue streaks that like kind of go down the side of their body. The things that are related to my look that I have taken are a cap that's always worn backwards, uh, suspenders, because I feel those are very important. And I think what's key for a ragamuffin 
is bandages. Bandages mm -hmm. ever, everywhere. And an evolving like uh, uh, a kaleidoscope of bandages that seems to move across his body with no rhyme or reason. You, you never saw him get injured, but he, he always got a bandage for it, for sure. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, as a ragamuffin, uh, you're going to learn a bunch of lessons. You want to tell us about some of the ones you've learned and some of the ones you've rejected? Yeah, so the lessons that I have learned are authority can't be trusted, and it's better to give a gift than receive a gift. Mm -hmm. And the ones that I have rejected are your parents made you who you are now, and you can't stop the world from hurting you. Nice. Now, tell us about some stuff you've got. You've got one thing that you carry out, everybody can see, and another secret thing. We, we get to know about both of them, but okay, one so of them is a secret. Here's, here's the thing. One of the uh -huh. reasons that I acted so strongly to the choice that Brennan made was the thing that I carry in the open is the capacity to see snippets of the future involving a stranger with one white eye. <laughs> uh, I had like picked that before Brennan no. made his choice. And I was just like, are you kidding? That's Are you <laughs> kidding me? So then the other one, I, I I got in a real bind, folks. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I am caught in a sea of contrast because there are two things here that I truly love and I'm having trouble picking. One option is an encoded scroll that you can't read that was pressed into your hands by one of the last heroes of the rebellion, which is very cool. And the other is the Heaven Blade. <laughs> lost after slaying the slobbering god that you would never use to hurt another soul. Both of these are so good, I cannot choose between them. Is there one that like other people find more tantalizing, more fun? Because I am struggling. The the rebellion is is a thing. We've, we've got a connection to it with Tinsel having to send a package over to the rebellion. The slobbering god and the heaven blade are classic wander home. The Slobbering God is this powerful being, and the Heaven Blade killed it. There's a holiday about it that we might celebrate. Um, <laughs> not this month, but but another month. Yeah, so they're they're both amazing options to me. They're both yeah, they're both good. Does anyone have one that, that that they feel like they'd have more fun playing around with? Because whatever this is is a secret that I'm hiding because I'm carrying the other one in the open. So. You carrying a sword in secrets definitely intriguing. Because how big is it compared to you? Like how is, how are you hiding it? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like I have to imagine, especially because I'm a kid. It's got to be like the size I got a knife. Of me. Yeah. <laughs> Just, what, what's that you got? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I do kind of like the idea of just playing it off like I'm not carrying around a sword, especially because any responsible adult who's known me more than a day would absolutely know that I should not have a sword. Even if I would never use it to hurt another living being, that doesn't mean I'm not going to, like, drop it. <laughs> so. So you've got the Heaven Blade? I've got the Heaven Blade. Let's get yeah. the Heaven Blade. <laughs> awesome. All right. So next thing we're going to do is ask some questions of each other, asking one to the left and one to the right. James, let's have you go first because you just went last. All right. So ask some questions of people. These are both, all, all these questions are so good. Rue, I would like to know what endearing nickname you have given me. 
Misha's qualities. <laughs> uh, Did are you the one who first called them Mooch? Yeah, keep it keeping in mind. If you make that decision, I have burned whatever name I had before. I won't respond to it. I won't answer to it. <laughs> I'm Mooch now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been named. I think Misha like added a title to your name. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. <laughs> so she. I think she called you Mooch the Ever-Moving to kind of pair with her not having a lot of patience. So she's just like this child that is mm-hmm. just got the zoomies <laughs> just, <laughs> just running around. <laughs> That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Mooch the Ever-Moving. That definitely layers on some useful character for me. <laughs> uh, which means, Morgan, I, I got to turn to you and, and Tinsel and I have to ask... What do I do that really, truly next level gets on your nerves? Oh, I think you get into my mail. Oh, <laughs> like the candies that I'm supposed to be carrying right now. I think you know about them and you're trying your hardest to get them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's very good. And I this have to like figure good. out ways to hide it from you because I know. <laughs> Amazing. Morgan, how about you ask your questions next? Because this is clockwise for me. Brennan, mm-hmm. when did I realize that I could trust you? It's a great question. I think there may have been a moment where there was, we were crossing a ferry, like a ferry crossing a river. And we had had very little conversation up until that time. And there was a quick bit of business that you had to run back to like the inn by the side of the river near where the ferry docks to like grab something of yours. And we're maybe going to miss the ferry, which might've been like the last one that day. And it would have put you, you know, it would have been a whole big hassle. And I started fumbling with my tickets of like like looking through my coat for like tickets and stuff like that as you were running away. And you took way longer than you thought you were going to take to find whatever you needed to find to come back. And I was still fumbling with it by the time you got back. And so the the ticket taker for the ferry was getting very like, we got to go. But like the moment you came back, I like handed them my thing. You were next in line. And I think you saw me meticulously putting back all of this stuff in this exact little organized folder. And it became very clear that though there was no conversation and that I did that, that you had never I didn't come across as a deceptive person that I had basically fumbled purposefully for like seven minutes as you ran and got your thing and came back that like I would I never would have like not had my tickets in order like waiting in line to go on a fair and it was incredibly out of character and when you got back you realized it was out of character on purpose to make sure that you would get back and get on the ferry oh yeah I think what I love most about it it's a way for someone to prove themselves trustworthy through a lie which is the best that's delicious (laughs) (laughs) i've actually done that for somebody before they were trying to get the bus and like so i i was getting off the bus and wait i was like oh wait by the way how do i get to this area or whatever and like Mm -hmm. it gave them enough time to like run up and catch in the bus and hop on solid yeah solid so i was like i was like Mm -hmm. you said that i was like oh yes it's good good yes i love that let's see here all right as a kid do you think the moths are as beautiful as I do? Oh, boy. That's an interesting question. Okay. I am going to say that 
Yes, but I'm scared of them. And I try not to let that on. I think whatever happened in my past that led me to be a ragamuffin wandering around with people who are not my parents left me with a fear of however these moths look. And I appreciate their beauty in a very, it's a, it's a Nats, Rats of Nim Don Bluth way. It's like in the way that you appreciate the terror of the world as a child. There we go. Yeah. I refuse to be scared. So I, <laughs> I will constantly and continually subject myself to these moths. Nice. Brennan, let's hear some questions from Lawrence. Here we go. Get ready for this. This one is for Tinsel. Do you follow through with your responsibilities to my ward? What are they? Oh, no, I have responsibilities of another child as well. (laughs) 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 Oh, oh, geez. Oh, beans. Okay. Um, I think to the best of my abilities, I do. But what are those responsibilities, though? Maybe you just ask me to watch the kid, like, whenever you have to... I don't know. Doing turtle things. Like, you're like, hey, can you just keep an eye? I think I'm like your second in command with keeping care of Rose. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I, yes, I, I can definitely do that. And, oh, no, it's another child. Oh, geez. Um, can that be something I said to you when you asked me why I was suddenly departing? And I just looked at you and went, I need to go do turtle things. And then. <laughs> <laughs> And then wandered off, and that was the only explanation that you got. And then I was back like three hours later with a different shirt than I left with. And you're like, and it's like, turtle things managed, and then walked back into the... Real quick, because we have a ragamuffin and we have a, a ward. What is the age difference between them? Is there much of an age difference? Have we decided that at all? Or? I, I am going to guarantee that I am like one or two years older so that I can pull this child into trouble. You got to pull rank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Poor Rose. My next question, I will ask this to Nisha. And this is, I think, pretty. this is pretty fun. What was I like before my ward came into my life. (gasps) Yes. That's really interesting. Which kind of is interesting because it's it's a loaded question because it means that you and I, that means you knew me before the ward was about me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to say like that we would get into like trouble, like, like go into adventures and like, get into some like nonsense together <laughs> like rue that's so good that like mirrors the relationship that that mooch would have with rose that's yeah. so perfect yeah i like the idea that there was like a little bit of a shift as you took on a ward and were like ah oh, now i must <laughs> now i must be a guardian i have to really press my collar yes <laughs> Now I'm curious, though, is it like we're all childhood friends with these shenanigans or like was it like more like adulthood stuff? And then like you saw him as an adult and then you saw him shift and change into the guardian or. Yeah, I want to say that it was when we were adults, like, but just a a bit before this, maybe not right before, but just a a little like a few years off. It's like college friends who meet like in their yeah. mid-30s. <laughs> I think 
I think that makes perfect sense. And I think it'd be really fun if within like some academic sphere, and I don't know if Nisha would have also been an academic mm-hmm. or had some other connection to that space, but I think Lawrence is from that school of academics where it's like, listen, if you want to be a great writer, you have to get naked and drink under the moon yeah. and wrestle <laughs> behind the university. I'm going to run into town. We're going to, as the ancient bacchanals of old, like Lawrence, just because Lawrence yes. is like, hyper like like a hyper academic he's the Mm -hmm. like hard drinking hard partying like don't think that because i can't i can recite ancient poetry that i'm not like like unhinged i absolutely was for a long long time (laughs) that's very so i don't know to what degree nisha and lawrence were like of a of a claw of the same cloth in that regard Mm -hmm. but i feel like that's awesome i love that Oh, that's yeah, I love that. I like the idea that maybe Nisha wasn't like an academic. And so thought going into this relationship, like, I'll I'll loosen you up. And then the opposite happened where she's like, oh, I got to I got to keep up with this. Yes. Oh, well, we're going to go down to where the logic faculty meets up and we're all going to take turns slapping each other as hard as we can in the face and taking shots like that's the that's the fight. Yeah, she's like, wow, academics are are a lot different than I imagined them to be. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Amazing. So let's let's hear a little bit more from Nisha. Ru, yeah. give us some questions. Cool. Uh, and just to double check, I had Brennan to my left and James to my right. Is that mm-hmm. what it was? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, I'm gonna put this one to Lawrence. What did I show you that you didn't want to see? What did you show me that I didn't want to see? I think there's like an emotional way to go with this, but I think as as like cool and heavy, like you showed me a part of myself that I didn't want to see. <laughs> as much as those are very, I love the like poetry of that. It does something to our relationship that I don't think I want. I don't want bitterness between Nisha and Lawrence's. Mm-hmm relationship Mm -hmm. i think you showed me something physical and tactile i think that when i think that when the white-eyed stranger dropped rose off with me there was a period of time where i was like like well just become some vagabond deposits a child on my doorstep doesn't necessarily mean like i'm not a parent i'm a confirmed bachelor i'm an academic this child needs to be needs to find parents needs to be raised and i think you showed me the book deep in the library of my university and you were like this is the child it is who you think it is you i think you you were like you need to you need to wake up this is there there is no like you can abandon this destiny if you want but don't be fooled about what it is and i think you showed that to me Ooh, that rules. That's very good. That rules. I love that. Um, For Mooch, I like this one. When did you lead me back into the light? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love the Um, idea that the ragamuffin did this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've I've got to, I'm going to look at my lessons here. I think this kind of has to center around the the lesson that I have outright rejected, which is that you can't stop the world from hurting you. I kind of think like 
with kids especially you know them being like their own people that even if you're a custodian for them or looking after them like they generate their own like beautiful cool ideas seemingly out of nowhere so i like the idea that if you are traveling around with your friend who used to be a, a buck wild scholar and is now tied <laughs> down with a kid and like slowly moving into a mode of life where you adopt more responsibilities that are external because so far what we know of Mooch and everybody is like Mooch is not really tied to anyone here he is just a really inconvenient child that <laughs> is part of your group <laughs> so I, I kind of like that like with that lifestyle comes a heavy burden. Like you are kind of, you, you've got these external responsibilities that are piled onto you. And like some stuff happened in the not too recent past that was really rough. So I think it is very easy in, in those times to adopt a perspective of we're just treading water in, until we go under. And Mooch being a ragamuffin is like a very stubborn and fiercely idealistic child in that like Mooch, whatever is in his past, he's been hurt and he's been hurt pretty bad. But the thing that he firmly believes is that he did not have to be hurt. That did not have to happen to him. And everybody who tells him that life is like that sometime has been an authority figure and he doesn't trust authority figures. So I think like Mooch in talking about like the injustice that like a kid faces in the world which like is sometimes it's like i can't get at that candy that's in that mailbag <laughs> like something about that something in like the petty way that the child sees the world in fairness is actually like well yeah life can actually get better you know um i, I kind of feel like that's it nice. i love that Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back next week with more Wander Home. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other amazing gaming shows here on the One Shot Network. Like Neo Scum. Neo Scum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, an acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neo Scum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deeb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. Heroes, I'd like to urge you to go out and call your representatives. Calling a representative is a great way to directly advocate for an issue. 
It's a way that many elected officials keep a temperature of what their constituents are looking for, and because not many people do it, an individual caller can make a huge difference. When I call my representatives, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There you can find a list of issue summaries from around the country, along with contact information for your reps and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your message across. Calling is quick, and it can make a vital difference. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.